morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Hey, we've been in uh, a series here, just starting it last week, called Meat Eaters. This is part number two, and you might wonder why I am uh, wearing camouflage this morning. Well, it goes right along with what we're talking about this morning. Again, if you remember, I said that Meat Eater is a title off of a hunting program that I've been watching, and uh, so I just thought it would be fitting today if I wore some camouflage, and uh, you might say, well, why would you wear camouflage to church? Well, it's just so that you can go back and tell somebody, you know, my pastor wore camouflage at church today. It's so anyways, you know, we get into the rut of having to wear suit and ties all the time. Or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I wore my Gap sweatshirt. Today, I'm wearing camouflage. Next week, just hold out. You might not, you may not come back after next week. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we just got out of a weekend or a, a holiday where we all were celebrating by eating meat. Or we were meat eaters, right? Uh, man, did you, did you stuff yourself this past week? Oh, my goodness. I know we did as well. Uh, my wife made a nice turkey, and man, uh, man, isn't it amazing how you look so forward to eating all that good food, but you're just a glutton for punishment, you know? Is anybody like me where it's like you just get to the end of it, and you're full, but you keep shoveling it in, and you think, I am just hurting. I'm about ready to get sick. I'm just not feeling well, because all you do is keep packing it in, right? Man, I'm telling you. But it was a good time. Hopefully, you got to spend time with family and friends, and uh, we did a couple different uh, turkeys. In fact, I did one last night. I wanted to do it uh, on Thanksgiving, but as I researched it, there was more prep into it. And so I actually smoked a turkey yesterday. Uh, I had to marinate it for like 24 hours. and st- I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it got done like at 7 o'clock last night. And my kids, my, my girls were sitting at the table eating. I was like, man, Dad, this is good. This, is like, this tastes like beef jerky, man. <laughs> wasn't wasn't tough like beef jerky just tasted had a smoky flavor but anyways we were meat eaters and we were eating meat last night praise god how many of you like just to eat your meat you, you just like a good steak turkey whatever the case might be well we're talking about being meat eaters and if you recall last week we said that in regards to being a meat eater the bible references or talked about being one that partakes of milk or actually eats solid food or meat and the difference is he said those of you that eat meat or excuse me drink milk or eat the milk you're unskillful with the word of righteousness so therefore the bible tells us in order for us to be skilled we've got to advance not just to be milk eaters but we've got to be meat eaters does that make sense and uh, it always encourages me Uh, just when I get feedback from individuals because after last Sunday I had an individual come up to me afterwards and this individual was a little bit older in years um, you know been around for a few decades and one of the things that I made a statement in it I said you know you can be in the church and be 70 years old and have went to church for decades but can still be a spiritual baby or I said you could be saved and just come into the church for a couple years and be a spiritual giant the faith giant And one of the things that he came up and said afterwards, he says, you know, I'm so thankful for the church that we're now now a part of because I found out that I am growing and learning things that I thought I knew, but I didn't know. 
He said, in fact, I was in a church that I knew that I shouldn't have been at that church. But because I was there because of family or whatever the reason, he said, I knew that I should have got out of that church and got into a better church. And he says, and it kind of scares me. He said, because I'm advanced in years and to think that I'm at this age and I'm just learning this stuff. And I said, but isn't it awesome that God loves you so much that God redirected you to get you into a place that now at this age you are learning these things and so therefore the latter years of your life can be better than the former. Amen. You see, God cares about you that much. In fact, the Bible says that we are to redeem the time. So did you know that with God there is no time? Because eternity is forever. Never had a beginning, never had an ending. So therefore, you might just simply be uh, learning some things right now, but God is just positioning you to have the life you've always dreamt to have because you're in the right place at the right time. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, when it comes to eating, as we talked about, uh, did you ever notice that you have an uh, appetite for things? Your physical body has an appetite, Right? I mean, every now and then, depending on what's going on in life, I'll get a craving for something sweet. You know, my wife, she likes to get things for the kids like uh, uh, little Debbie brownies. Or she'll get those little uh, chocolate chip granola bars. You know what I mean? And so if I get in one of those binges, you know, I'll go in there and I'll get one of those chocolate chip granola bars. And I'll eat one. But, you know, I'll find that I'll eat like three of those suckers by the time it's all done. It's like, and you'll justify it. You'll say, well, they're small anyways, right? Well, they say, you know, those granola bars are about the worst thing you can eat when it comes to calories and sugar and just, you know, fattening for you. But, you know, your body has a craving or it desires things. It has a hunger. Well, how many of you know that your intellect can have a craving or have a hunger? And as well as your spirit can have a spiritual hunger or a desire to be fed. And so if you recall, we brought this to your attention last week, but I'm going to read it again. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, or starting in verse 12, it says, For for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food or meat, one translation says. Verse 13, it says, For everyone partakes only of meat is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food or meat belongs to those who are full age or maturing, and those who by reason, reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the Bible says that you can grow and mature spiritually. And he says the way that you grow spiritually is advanced from just partaking of milk or spiritual milk and step on over into receiving spiritual meat in your diet. Amen? So what that means is is that God doesn't just want you to have a religion. He wants you to learn how to have a relationship. And in having a relationship, you begin to understand and know the heart of God. Our diet as believers is the Word of God, but it's either the milk or it's the meat. Now, naturally speaking, if you think about it, could, could you survive as an adult partaking or eating milk for the rest of your life? Probably so. You could probably 
drink milk for the rest of your life and actually survive. But how do you think your well-being would be? You would probably be weak. You would probably be skin and bones. You probably wouldn't have any strength or energy about you. Why? Because you need meat or we could say protein. But for the lack of what we're, or sake of what we're talking about, you need meat, right? You need the protein. Why? Because the protein or the meat builds muscle mass. It gives you strength. And so, again, when it comes to our spiritual life, God says you can just partake of the meat, or excuse me, the milk, and you can live that way, but you're going to be weakly. You're not going to have the ability to walk in righteousness the way that I've called you to or understanding it or having the skill set unless you come on over and learn how to partake of the Word of God and get into the meat of God's Word. And your, your diet will determine what you do. Let me say that again. Your diet will determine what you do in this life. Naturally, intellectually, spiritually. If all you do is eat ho-hos and brownies and Twinkies, how, do, how healthy do you think you'll be? Not very. Would you be able to run a marathon? Do you think you could keep up with the young bucks? No. Why? Because you're unhealthy based upon your diet. Well, you know, my brother-in-law, I just found this out the other day, uh, and, and it always kind of shocked me, but I thought, oh, now I know why. Well, one of the things that he does is he purposes to learn a word. I don't know if it's once a week, once a month. And he'll learn that word and put it into his vocabulary. He'll learn what it means. Well, what's he doing? He's stretching himself intellectually, right? And there's often times when he'll use these big words, and I'm thinking, what in the world did you just say? I don't even get that, right? Or we tell off on ourselves sometimes when we talk, my mom always used to get on to me. I'd say, well, you ain't going to do that. Or, you know, you, you know, you just you talk like you're uneducated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you can learn how to be uh, wise or grow intellectually, right, if you have the desire for that. And it will determine what you'll do. Obviously, you're not going to be somebody that is asked to speak publicly if you can't speak legibly, Right? Well, the same thing is applicable to our spiritual life, that we can grow if we have a spiritual hunger and a desire to grow in the things of God. So we could say it this way. The answer for everything that we need in this life is the Word of God or the meat. Now let me say that again. The answer for everything in this life that we have need of, it can be found in the Word of God. Notice what it says here in Psalms chapter 1, starting in verses 2. It says, speaking of the individual that has a spiritual hunger, it says, His delight is in the law of the Lord, or speaking of the Word of God. And on His law, His precepts, and His teachings... He habitually meditates day and night, and he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruits in its season. Its leaves do not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. Did you notice what it said? It says, the individual that is looking to grow, his desire and his delight is in the Word of God. 
And everything in the Word of God will produce success in life. Now, I realize that that statement is a little hard to chew on. We're talking about meat. And you say, that's a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around, that the answer for everything is the Word of God. Yes, 100%. But I also realize that that statement in and of itself, even though it's a true statement, it is not just as simple as saying, the answer's in the Word of God. Why? Because it's like this on a natural side. If you've eaten a poor diet all your life, and you go to the doctor, and the doctor says to you, you are so unhealthy. You need to change your diet. And so you go home after getting a bad report from the doctor, and you say, you know what? The doctor said I need to eat healthy, so I'm going to eat a salad right now, and when I eat this salad, it's going to fix everything. Does that happen? No. Why? Because there's been a lifestyle there has been a custom that has caused me to be unhealthy. And even though eating healthy and eating right is the answer, it's not going to change it right now just because I had one meal of a healthy salad. Are you tracking with me? And so therefore, if I've gotten myself in a position where I'm spiritually unhealthy or I'm needing answers in my life, I need my financial affairs to turn around I need my physical body to turn around I need my marriage to turn around I need God to intervene and you're telling me the answers in the word of God yes but for you just to go read a bible verse and say okay all my problems are solved <laughs> it's not going to work why because it's just not overnight see it's a matter of making it a diet and you can change your diet. You can turn it around. You can begin to set the stage right now and change the scenery. Because notice what the scripture says. It says, the individual that delights in the word of the Lord, his precepts and his teachings habitually and meditates on them day and night. So in other words, the individual that has a habit of eating meat, spiritual meat, Day and night. Does that mean, man, i got to do it 24-7? No, it's just talking about a lifestyle of allowing God's Word to be a part of your life. And when we do, it begins to change the landscape as a result of establishing a habit. And here's the thing. If you'll purpose just to start eating the right things, you'll develop an appetite for them. How many of you have ever ate things when you were a kid and you despised them? And as you got older, you're thinking, wow, my taste buds must have changed or something because I really like that. Man, I used to hate stuffed green peppers. Oh, my goodness, the taste of a green pepper. I could not stand it. I mean, Mom, she would try to sneak them into the chili. And I'd ask her, like, did you put green peppers in this chili? Uh... Does it taste like I did? Yes. Well, then maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> right? I could taste it. But now that I'm older, my tastes have changed. I used to hate onions. I love onions now. Wish my wife loved onions. I could kiss her during those times, you know, because she, she eats them as well as I do. But, you know, it's just, it yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 
You know what I'm saying? You can develop an appetite for things if you'll purpose just to start make th- making them a part of your life. Amen? Proverbs chapter 2, starting in verse 2, says this. It says, Tune your ears to wisdom and consecrate on, uh, concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight <clears throat> and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. We're talking about the Word of God. We're talking about God's meat, if you will. More solid spiritual food. He says, tune up your ears to wisdom. Concentrate to understand. Cry out. Seek for them. And notice what it says. Look for them as though they were treasure. In other words, the Word of God has treasure in it. And it says, seek for them. Look for them as though there is. So for for another way of looking at it, hunt for it. Endeavor to hunt for the treasure in the Word of God. Amen? So if it's a treasure and it's hidden, God says it's there for you to discover. You've just got to hunt for it. You just got to give diligence to search for it. If I'm going to hunt for something, and from the natural side of hunting, again, you see that I've got this camouflage on. Again, it's for the sake of the example that we're talking about. But if I'm going to hunt for something, or this season that we're in, it's hunting time, you realize that when it comes to the season of hunting, there are rules and laws that apply to the hunting season, right? Number one, there is a season. During those seasons, it's specific game, right? So right now, it's deer season. You can hunt for deer right now. Why? Because it's the right season. Secondly, you've got to have the right equipment. When you use it correctly, it gives you the advantage. Also, there's techniques when it comes to hunting. I can hunt wisely. I have to purpose to be still. The location is is very pertinent to when it comes to successful hunting. And then lastly, I've got to have a license in order to hunt. And a license makes it legal for me to receive or take a harvest of meat. Now here's what ends up happening. We as individuals, as children of God, when it comes to God's promises and the things that He desires, we said that if you'll purpose to be meat eaters, He says everything that you do will prosper and succeed. But in order for me to succeed, I've got to know what God said about me. Amen? And the problem is, is that oftentimes we live this life and we get beat down by past faults and mistakes. And the enemy's real good at reminding you of all the things that you fell short on, right? What makes you think that you have any right to receive that promise from God? You know what you've did. You know how you've acted. You know what you've, what you've been talking like. But the Bible says that in Christ, we are right with God. Despite our shortcomings and our failures, if you're a child of God, if you've received Christ into your heart, then you have a legal right to receive the promises of God. You have the legal right to have success, and the Word of God has treasure in it that will put you over 
and cause you to be successful. But you've got to search for it. You've got to hunt for it. You've got to find out what it says. If you recall, we said this last week in Hebrews chapter 4. It says in verse 1, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So in other words, he says, I've made you a promise. It still stands. It's still available. It's still yours. But then it goes on to say, so, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. So notice what he said. He says, there is a promise. And the Bible tells us that all of God's promises are yes and amen or so be it. He says, all of God's promises are there for us to enter into and have rest. He says, but man, my heart's heavy. Because there are some that will fail to experience the promise, even though it belongs to them. Isn't that one of the most discouraging things when we see other people getting ahead in life? I mean, it just gets under your skin, don't it? You know, you put that fake smile on. (laughs) Hey, praise the Lord. Happy for you. (laughs) And all the while you're saying, well, what makes you so special? I I know the real you. Right? Well, God, what about me? I've done this and I've done that. I've been in church longer than them. In fact, the whole reason they're in church is because I invited them to church. But look at, how, look at how you're blessing them. What have you done for me lately? And it can be discouraging. But God says there is a qualification. And it's not based upon your righteousness. It's based upon you knowing the treasure that's in God's word and hunting after it. Notice he says this. He says, cry out for it. He says, cry out for it. Seek it. Or one translation says, to call for it. Well, you can't call for something that you don't know belongs to you. Amen? If you go hunting, if you'll notice, I've got some calls up here. You know, if you go hunting, there are some tools and some equipment that you can use to help you get the meat into shooting range and if you're a deer hunter this is called a deer grunt you can call in a buck if you if you're so inclined you know right you're out there in the woods and you're you're calling in a deer well that sound is the sound of a buck well I can change it up I think maybe not here we go I can change up the sound. That was the first sound was the sound of a buck. This sound. I think I called it wrong. But anyways, that's the sound of a little baby. Yeah, how's it go? Yeah, that's how that's supposed to sound, I think. I think. I watched the YouTube video last night. (laughs) So anyways, you can call in. A particular kind of meat, right? Well, here's another one. I have another call. I used to do a little bit of goose hunting, not a whole lot, but just enough to to aggravate myself. But there's calls that you can use for calling in geese. Oh, you gotta see, gotta gotta blow it the right way. See, it's been a long time. So call in a geese or call in a goose. Or I can change it up. Gotta put it the right way. I borrowed these. No. <laughs> Again, I, I didn't sound real good, but you get the point, right? You call in 
that which you want. But in using the calls, and obviously you saw that I didn't know how to use them that well. So the better you know how to use them produces better success in the meat that comes, right? So just as I showed you or tried to demonstrate as, as somebody that's proficient in this and bombed very badly, but you understand if if I'm going out there and I don't know how to call, and so I'm sitting out there in the woods trying to find a deer, calling a deer, and I bring this call. It's like, I don't see no deer. Right? Well, I'm not sounding very attractive to a deer. Why? Because I'm using the wrong call. And for that matter, I was using the call all wrong to begin with. So God says, when you begin to get into the Word of God and find out the treasure, you find out what God says you are, who you are, what He's called you to be, and you can begin to call in the promises of God because it gets on the inside of you. I'm talking about developing a habit and a habitual appetite for the Word of God that begins to dictate and tell you who you are, the promises of God, what's available to you, and then therefore you can begin to act like it's so and call it in. Amen? Why? Because the Word of God gives me the ability to see who I am and what God wants me to be, what He wants me to have. It's the promises of God. Those songs that we sang this morning. I am who you say that I am. I am who you say that I am. That statement in itself has the ability to put you over this morning. I mean, if you just let that roll around on the inside of you. God, I am who you say that I am. Well, if you don't know what the word says about you or what he said about you, that won't have any bearing or any weight on you as an individual. But when you know that God has called you healed, called you prosperous, called you successful, called you his own, God, I am who you say that I am. I have soundness of mind. I have a whole wholeness in my body. I am who you say that I am. Oh, God, I am who you say that I am. And therefore, I get begin to call that into my life. God, I am who you say that I am. It will begin to allow faith to arise on the inside. Because of what God's word says about me. Can you say amen? God wants us to mix our faith with the word of God. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. Listen, they received meat. But it didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith when they heard it. So, when I receive the meat of God's word or purpose to hear the word or read the word, God says to mix faith with that word. So, for instance, if we're looking at it from the example of 
hunting and being a meat eater and seeking meat, if I go to the shooting range and I practice shooting my gun or shooting my bow and arrow, and I've got it sighted in, man, I'm hitting the bullseye with my, my crossbow. I mean, I'm putting them right in there. Or I've got my scope sighted in, and, man, I'm shooting, and, and I can shoot 150 yards, man, and I can put it in the, 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 the three-inch square. I mean, I've got it dialed in. Well, that's great that you've been practicing the word of, or practicing your technique, but if you never get out there in the woods and put your faith into action, you'll never harvest any meat. And the same thing is applicable when it comes to the Word of God. You can go to church all day long and say, well, that's my church. I go to church. I go to church faithfully. But just going to church doesn't cause you to be a meat eater, nor does it cause you to have success and prosper in your life until you mix faith with it, with it and put it to practice. Amen? So in other words, when I'm looking to harvest meat or take game, I do my due diligence to practice but I got to get out there in the woods right well why am I doing that I'm mixing my faith with my actions I've done my due diligence now I'm going out here but remember we said that you've got to know the right season you've got to know the right techniques you've got to know the right places for instance you say man I want to get a nice white-tailed deer get some nice venison in the freezer well, you can't go downtown Flint and sit on the corner in the tree stand and say, well, all right, let's, let's see what I get today. Wrong place. Well, I've got all the techniques, but how come it's not working? Because you're in the wrong place. You've got to go to the right place where you're going to harvest the right things. So many times we're going to the wrong places thinking, well, God, how come I'm not getting the results? Because you're looking in the wrong places. Amen. You've got to mix faith with your corresponding actions of the Word of God. If I'm in the right place, I can harvest that which I desire. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, it says that God's promises are available if I mix faith with those things that I desire. I have to learn, right? How do I mix faith? How do I begin to release my faith? I can learn from those that have went before. How many of you are hunters in here? You like deer hunting? Got one guy here, one back there, one back there, one in the back there. All right. For most of us guys that are hunters, the reason that we're hunters is because there has been a father figure or somebody that has mentored us and led us into having a desire to be a hunter. Moms, dads. You can mentor and lead and set the example for your children to have a desire to know God. And to be meat eaters, if you will, or have a desire for the Word of God. Simply because we model it. Just like I'm a, at least a third generation hunter. I remember as a kid, man, we would go up hunting and, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa would be there. Aunts and uncles, cousins, mom and dad. I mean, we would set up this family camp and we all go hunting, man. That was just, that was like the highlight of my year. It was just, it was fun. Well, why did my dad like to hunt? Because his dad did. Well, how come I like to hunt? Because my dad did and his dad did. And I've learned. Not only did I have the desire because of the desire, they passed on skills that they've learned. 
I remember being out in the back with my bow and arrow. And Dad said, okay, do this, do that. Showing me how to sight in a bow, whatever the case might be. How to shoot a gun. I remember Dad bought me my first gun. Little single shot, 20 gauge. In fact, my son, he was talking to me the other day about a gun. He said, well, Dad, when am I going to get a gun? I said, well, you got a little gun. I said, you got a little BB gun. He said, well, yeah, but when am I going to get a gun? I said, you mean like gun gun? He said, yeah, when am I going to get a gun? I said, well, I said, you know what? I said, my dad bought me my first uh, 20 gauge. I said, I still have that. I said, maybe, you know, that will become yours one day. Well, so what am I doing? I'm passing it on down. Right? What do we do as moms and dads? We pass it down. We teach individuals. We teach the next generation how to have a desire to know God, to be meat eaters. Amen? How are we doing on time? Oh, praise the Lord. We're going to wind it down real quick. Give me a couple minutes. Thank you. I'm going to take them anyways. Praise God. Amen. When you're out there in the woods, when you're hunting, you have to be patient, right? You have to be patient. You have to be still. The Bible says, be still and know that I am the Lord your God. Amen. Be still. I got to be diligent. How many of you know that when you're out there in the woods, if you've never been out there, you know, just being out there for like a half hour, pretty soon you're like, gosh, how long has it been? Has it been an hour yet? You get tired. You get antsy. Well, if you get tired and antsy and you get up and move, you might move just in the moment that the harvest was coming. And when you begin to develop and mature in God and we begin to apply the word of God to our life, does the answer come immediately? No, but through patience, the answer does and will come if we faint not. God says it's coming. It's coming. But so oftentimes I see people just before the answer came, they got up and got antsy and moved. What did they do? They got out of faith. They stopped trusting in the promise. And God says, if you'll learn just to be still. Psalms chapter 1, it says this. It says, he that delights in the law or the word of the Lord, his precepts, his teachings, habitually meditates on them day and night. He'll be like a tree firmly planted, fed by the streams of water. He will yield its fruit in its season, and the leaves will not wither, and he will prosper. And that what he does because he will come to a place of maturity. Maturing happens in the waiting. I said the maturing happens in the waiting. The Word of God holds our answers, but it's up to us to discover them. It's us, it's up to us to dig them out, to hunt for them, and find out what God says. Amen? As you begin to get those nuggets of God's promises, you begin to see who you are I've got camouflage on and when I go out into the woods the deer might say I see you <clears throat> I see you and you're a person and I say no I'm a pine tree and he looks at me and he says well no I smell you you smell like a person no I'm a pine tree what am I doing I'm putting on what I want the deer to see when it comes to the Word of God, I can begin to put on the Word of God. And regardless of what I feel, regardless of what I see, it camouflages all the junk and it allows me to partake of the promise because I've given of myself to hunt after the treasure of what God's Word says. Guess my time's up. <laughs> Why don't we stand?
<laughs> Praise God. You know, when it comes to hunting, as I said before, it's always great to hear, to hear the stories, to see the trophies, and hear the success of everybody else. But God wants you to experience your own success. He wants you to be the one to be able to hold up whatever the trophy is. Whether it's your marriage. Say, so you know what? Our marriage was just about over. But I found out what God's heart was for me and my husband or my wife. And even though it looked like it was coming to an end, God's word said that it could be saved. When it comes to your financial life, and it seems as though it's falling apart. And you might even say, you know what, I know that it's falling apart because of some very foolish decisions that I've made. But I, I've also discovered some treasure in God's word that says that if I'll be diligent and trust him and be faithful, that he can turn that around. And he can put me over rather than feeling like I'm always under. Maybe it's your physical body and your physical body is under attack and you're feeling like, man, I, I, I'm sick, I, I'm depressed, I'm defeated. But when you begin to discover what God says about you, putting on the camouflage that covers up all the junk of life but allows you to see you in the light of how God sees you. It's the treasure of God's word and His promise that says you're victorious, you're successful, you'll prosper. I don't know where you're at today, but one of the things that I do know is that God's word holds the answer. And if you'll not get weary in well-doing, if you'll just keep at it, keep the real thing the real thing, God will meet you where you're at. You see, you've not gone too far. You've not been too long away. He knows exactly your address. And He wants to come and just, just intervene. He loves you. Amen. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe there's some things that you've got going on in your life. You know what they are. God's Word has the answer. If you need help and direction of knowing where to hunt, get with us. Find somebody because the treasure is available. Now, you identify that thing that has been troubling you, bothering you, and we're going to pray and believe that God's promise is coming to pass and let's put a call out a call for what we have need of now you might say I don't know how to do that pastor well that's what I'm here for I'm here to help do you have it picked do you have it identified alright let's pray dear heavenly father I thank you for every single person that's here this morning that might have a need, that might have some things going on in life, that just needs help, God. Your word has the answer. 
And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that would have need of physical healing within their body, you said that by your stripes we are healed. So, Father, right now we thank you for the healing power of God that is going and ministering to those individuals that have ailments within their body, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet right now. For those that have been afflicted with depression, with stress, distress, in the name of Jesus, you said you've not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and soundness of mind. So, God, we take hold of soundness of mind right now. And we say that, Lord, that's ours. I call that into existence. Lord, I declare that I am free in my mind right now in Jesus' name. Father, you said that it is your will that you have ordained the marriage covenant. And so, Father, right now, we thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding and the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts. We thank you right now that, Lord, you step in and you help redirect, correct, and help us in our marriages right now. Yep. Yep. Here's what God wants you to know concerning your marriage. When that thought comes, arrest the thought and choose not to go there in your thought life. Secondly, choose not to release your thoughts through the words in which you speak. In other words, speak and talk correctly. If you'll talk negative and you'll talk the problem, you'll have the problem. So speak and declare the solution. And you'll see God begin to work. Father, we pray over our children right now in this place. We thank you that you are protecting our kids as they go into the school systems, as they begin to grow, as they in enter into uh, just those teenage years. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that your hand is upon them. And we give you all the praise. God, we thank you that finances are turning around. We thank you, Father, that, Lord, as we're faithful to trust you in our finances, you begin to lead us and direct us. And we'll come out, coming out of that dark place in Jesus' name. We give you all the thanks and praise. And everyone said, Amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life